Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, and I'm here today with Kenny. We're going to be covering the November 10th slate, which is a consistent of nine games. So we're going to be starting off by by positions this time around because I think going through nine games might be a bit difficult. Uh, but Kenny, what like always, how's it going? What are you thinking about uh, this slate? Oh, man, it's going pretty well. was able to win some money off this little Bucks game. And when it comes to this slate, I mean, it's always good to have the Clippers on the slate, especially when they're going up against Luka. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that pretty soon. Uh, but outside of that, there's a couple um, interesting matchups, some OKC, Sacramento action, Washington's on the slate. So I feel like this is a good way to get some money tomorrow. How about yourself? I'm feeling good with my picks, too. I, I didn't go for too much on the expensive side of things. Obviously, you know, you, you always think about going for those high-end players like the Lupus and Jump Beats. <laughs> uh, but I decided to go a bit more cheaper. But I do have a couple of picks in each tier. Uh, but uh, I guess before we get into this stuff, let me just try to mention some injury news that we should uh, know about. Uh, Devin Booker will be out for this game against the Lakers. Anthony Davis is still questionable. So is Zion Williamson. Uh, Darren Fox is out for this game, so perhaps me and you have some Sacramento and OKC players in this matchup. Uh, CJ McConnell obviously continues to be out. Alperin Sengun is questionable for the Houston Rockets, which is interesting. Uh, Cam Thomas is going to be out for two weeks, which is a huge blow for everybody because, I mean, this guy was winning a lot of people with some money. I'm guessing you were one of those as well, especially in fantasy, draft cakes. I mean, every, every, everywhere he was winning you money. Uh, Terry Wazir is also out. Gordon Hayward, questionable. Bradley Beal is actually questionable. Ben Simmons, questionable. And I believe that is it in terms of the main injuries. Uh, so let's start off with the point guard spot. And as usual, as my co-host, I'm going to let you go first. Hey, man. Um, I'm going to attack it with a high stand-up, and that's going to be Lonzo Ball facing off um, against the Wizards again Lonzo. for 10K. Yeah, I mean, Lamella. <laughs> Lamella Ball. Man. <laughs> It's been a long day. been a long day. Um, I honestly, I probably would take um, Lonzo Ball over um, <laughs> Washington as well. But now, nah, LaMelo Ball um, over Washington. You saw the matchup last time. And I want to say his his three-pointer really wasn't working that game, um, especially when Washington, I want to say they almost dead last when it comes to um, three-point percentages around the league. They're dead last. Um, yeah, plus, you know, he kind of <laughs> underwhelmed. He, he kind of did well with the assists and the rebounds as well. Mm-hmm. Triple double spot or almost triple double spot for him, and I really do feel like he's going to have an upside of a sixty-five, seventy-eight point DraftKings game. You know, how about yourself? Uh, well, I actually got a good amount of point cards. I actually really have it in high tier, middle tier, and low tier. For high tier, I kind of decided to go with uh, Maxi. I mean, Tyrus Maxey, obviously, you know, I mean, he's been on an insane tier. People have been already talking about him for most improved player. And I think he might, obviously, he did struggle against the Boston Celtics, but they do have True Holiday, Jalen Brown, Derek White, which is a good amount of defenders. Uh, but going against Detroit, I don't think he should have any of those same troubles. I mean, you're probably going to be going against the backcourt of Killian Hayes and Kate Cunningham. Of course, Oscar Thompson has been incredible as a rookie. But Tyrus Maxey, I mean, we know, I mean, when he's in flow, it's been absolutely insane. And besides that Boston game, I think he's been on a mad streak. And 8100 I think I think that's a really great price. Uh, of course, I mean, you can never go wrong with LaMelo Ball, especially against Jordan Poole. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's a great pickup. Uh, in terms of mid-tier, I did like uh, 
Well, speaking of that Celtics game, I think Derek White had a great game. And I think finally he's been healthy. I think he missed out a few games. And as long as he comes back and puts up a similar performances, uh, especially because this game that they're going against Brooklyn is going to be at home. And well, the difference is much is pretty huge. I mean, when Derek White plays at home, it's, he gets around averages around 40 DK fantasy points. Whereas as, if it's an away game, it's 30. Uh, I mean, the guy just shoots over 60% from the field, 60% from the three. I mean, so that, as long as he can keep up that similar stat lines, I think he'll be having a great night. And especially at 5,700, I really, I really like that price. And on the much cheaper side of things, I decided to go with Colin Sexton. Uh, he's a player who has been struggling. Uh, but I was looking at past stat lines. As a matter of fact, his best game of the season, I would say, happened to be against Memphis. And so I'm hoping he can have a similar performance. Of course, Utah is a bit strange. I mean, they've been trying a lot of things. Uh, with their backcourt, uh, so you honestly never really know who's going to end up getting the most minutes out of the bunch. It could be Tillenhorn Hort- Till Tucker one game, it could be Agbaji another game, but Colin Sexton I really like because, I mean, like I said, he had a great game, and he's only 3,700, so uh, if you want to go for players like a Lamella Ball, I think Colin Sexton at 3,700 will also be a great player to slide next to it. Alright, when it comes to my mid-tier option, I'm actually going to go with the Utah side as well. And this dude actually helped me in um, cash games um, a couple nights ago as well. That's Jordan Clarkson. I want to say he's coming in at 6-4. He still have yet to find his three-point shot. He was able to attack the rim a little bit in the Indiana game. But as you can see, um, it's easy to attack the rim against Indiana. Um, Point in case, Giannis tonight. Uh, Even though he got a similar, different game, um, similar style of getting points as in they going to send him to the line. I want to say Clarkson almost got to the line 10 times in the Indiana game. Mm-hmm. And Memphis, they've been allowing the most, the highest three-point percentage in the league. That that one I know for sure. And I feel like the last time he played him, he didn't have a great game. I really do feel like this is going to be his bounce back to find a shot. So I'm looking at him shooting about 50% for three this game, 40 50% giving you about 30 actual points. And for my cheapie, I'm actually going to go all the way down to this Clipper game for a 4-1 with Bones Highland. Um, he's been out of the rotation in the Brooklyn game, but if you remember correctly, um, in Harden's first games with, against the Knicks, he actually did get 22 minutes. So I do feel like they're going to play around with the lineup, not run as big as they did in the uh, Brooklyn game. So for 4-1, I would take a flyer on Bones Highlands and GPPs. Interesting. I really like that pick. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, then one of those, you know, heat check type players. If he has a great night, I mean, he's going to be hitting his shots. Uh, I'll start off with shooting guard, starting off with Jalen Green at 6300. Uh, I didn't really go too high turns when I found a couple of mid-tier players that I really liked. Uh, so starting off with Jalen Green, I mean, he finally had an amazing night against the Lakers, which obviously... Uh, I guess was bound to happen because they didn't have anybody else. And he only played around, uh, I believe, 21 minutes, which is incredible to get 28 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. And obviously, it's no easy task to replicate that type of performance against the Pelicans. Uh, but there are also uh, some question marks, right, because Herb Jones might not play. And, well, I don't think the Pelicans have that top-tier defender in terms of guarding the perimeter if Herb Jones decides not to play. So I think Jalen Goodman have another opportunity to have a great night especially because it is another home game for them. They've had six home games, by the way, in a row, which is quite strange to me. Uh, so I guess another chance for him to just have a great night. I mean, he, speaking of his stats, I mean, he's shot over 50% when he's played at home. So if he can keep that similar 
feel similar stat lines to playing against the Pelicans. I think that'd be great SEC 300. And go on the opposite side of things, I also got, decided to go with a similar play style and uh, Jordan Hawkins. Uh, I mean, this guy has been on an absolute tear. Uh, of course, he has been a few inconsistent here and there. But what I really liked is his consistency in getting around 30 minutes per game. And there is no CJ McCollum. Like I mentioned, he is still dealing with that injury. I believe it was a collapsed lung, if I'm not mistaken. And he's going to have the opportunity to keep on having these shots. I mean, last game he had 11 shots. The game before that, 19. The game before that, 11 shots. So I'm hoping he can still get around the same amount of shots and have that type of performance against Houston. Uh, Houston does have a couple of tough defenders, but I think they might be more... Uh, the retention might be more towards Brandon Ingram or Zion Williams. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. For the spend-up, I actually do like uh, Brandon Ingram as my spend-up. I know you mentioned the Houston game, and you didn't really mention the New Orleans side, but I really do feel like his usage rate should go up, and they're in dire need of a win, especially losing to um, Minnesota after, what, Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta? That's, what, three? Three game loser trick there. Um, so I really do feel like he's going to pick up the usage even a little bit before then, um, the previous game. Outside of that, the Nets player I actually have in mind, I feel like he's probably going to be the chalkiest player on the slate. That's going to be Malik Munt at 6K. Um, well, what was it? 50 point draft king night mm-hmm. in a overtime game against Portland, getting 30 minutes and the dude shot Less than thirty <laughs> percent. Yeah. Less than thirty percent. Um, I, I really do feel like he's gonna be the chalkiest player. I don't see him getting to the line nineteen times, but I do see <laughs> this same style of usage um happening. And if Sabonis isn't getting it down or having problems down low, uh, um my usage is still the same and my cheapy play, I feel like not too many people are gonna be on this one. But I feel like this is a play that could go overlooked, and that's going to go back into the Houston game, and that's going to be Jay Sean Tate mm-hmm. for three sets. He's been getting close to 30 minutes um, in the past two games. Um, let's see, 27 against the Lakers, and then 22 against the two games against Sacramento. He's been giving you a sturdy 19 points, but... When it comes to stats, it really just been coming from points. Um, he hasn't really been getting too many rebounds, assists, blocks, or steals. So in a matchup against New Orleans, especially taking out any type of um, veteran point guard that they can run, I really do feel a lot of turnovers can come here, and I feel like he gets you a two-plus steals and blocks game in the, this one. That's some great picks. I really I was looking at Jason T., uh, he is really great for that price as well because he's consistently got around 20 DK fantasy points, if I'm not mistaken, which is really great. Uh, before we get into small forwards, I want to mention that we have the DFS passes available for $5 per month. I mean, this is a great pass. I mean, you get DFS delivery. You get the pickums daily from, I believe, Thrive Fantasy. And you also get Discord access with the pros. I mean, you know, that ability to be able to win money. I mean, come on, like $5 per month is great value for what you're getting. Moving on to small forwards, I'll take the lead on this one. I'm going to mention two Nets players. Of course, Cam Thomas is out for two weeks, and his usage rate, I was looking at it, is, was at 32%, and that was the highest on the Nets. The next one up was actually Lonnie Walker IV, who was on my list. In terms of 5,900, 
I think his usage rate will probably go up because he is another scorer that they're going to need to fill that gap that Cam Thomas was providing. And he is uh, at 5900 so his price is a bit expensive, but they are going against, uh, I believe, it's the Boston Celtics, so it will be a tough matchup, no doubt about it. But I think Lonnie Walker, who has consistently been producing uh, great points, I believe, 21 points against uh, the Clippers, 19 against the Bucks. Uh, previously in the game against Celtics, he had 13. So I think he can keep up a similar type of performance because he will be getting those same amount of shots again, and he might be get, he might be even getting more minutes. And on the expensive side of things, I decided to go with Mikhail Bridges, another player who I expect for his minutes to go, uh, uh, his use rates to go up. Uh, he obviously was taking a bit of a backseat because how great Cam Thomas was playing. And I think if he can get back to that same form that he was ending off last season, especially because they're going to need it against this Boston Celtics team, I think that'd be a great result for Mikhail Bridges at 7,700. And then on the cheaper side of things, I'm going for another Utah Jazz player, and Agbaji at 4,000. And this is a, a bold strategy, but I really like this type of pickup because he started for the Utah Jazz in replacement of Kessler Walker's injury. And he was able to get 26 minutes. Uh, he didn't make too much of it in terms of just getting, like, I believe three points. Uh, but he is going to get that opportunity. And I really like that price at 4,000 because I mean, it's a cheap option, so you got to go for those risky-type plays, especially in a nine-game slate. It might work in your favor. So I think as long as he gets the same type of minutes, especially because it is going to be going against Memphis, and it might be a tough matchup, but I think what the play style that Agbaji brings, uh, perhaps he can have an explosive night. I like like those picks, man. Um, For me, if I'm going spend. Up, I, I didn't really like spinning up for um, small forwards in our early builds, but I would actually spend um, eight sets on Larry Marketing against Memphis. I uh, really do feel like this is a double double spot for him. Um, should have a floor of about 30, selling of about 50, 55 in this game. But like I said, I, I'm not looking to spend up too much. Um, I do like your call about Bridges. I feel like he should be one of the chalkier players on the slate. Um, but for a flyer, um, this is only if um, Gordon Hayward is out. I don't know if you mentioned he was questionable or that. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to have some interest in um, running Brandon Miller against Ooh. Washington. Um, for sits one, um, he's been getting you about 22 minutes um, in the regular rotation that Charlotte's been running. But I noticed the uptick in his shot attempts, and his rebounding is actually starting to show a little bit in the pros as well. So it it really does seem like if he was to have a breakout game, like a little twenty eight eight and four game with a block and a steal, it will be against Washington. And for six one, <laughs> especially on a nine game slate, Probably. I will take a chance on that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Washington fans. I I really don't mean to pick on you, but this is DFS, man. We're trying to win some money. Um, for my cheap plays, um, I'm actually gonna. Be a little harmer. Go with one of my Clippers players, which is Terrence Mann for 3-5. In his first game back, he actually got you 24 minutes on the floor. And I do feel like this Dallas game is going to be pretty competitive. And I feel like Ty Lue will be running smaller lineups against this team. So I really do feel like this is another 20, 25-minute spot for him, especially at 3-5, nine-game slate. I really do feel like he gets you about 25 drafting points in this spot. 
That's some solid pickups. I mean, they definitely do need Terrence Mass because it seems they have been struggling. Uh, well, starting off with Power Force, you know, I'm going to show some Wizards some love. You know, I'm going to go with Kuzma at 8,000. Uh, Kuzma had an amazing game against uh, Charlotte. I mean, these are two non-defensive teams. Uh, so I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised for him to have a similar type of performance, mainly because they are playing at home this time around, right? Uh, he tends to have great nights whether he plays at home or away, but against Charlotte, where he's going to be going against P.J. Washington and, like you said, Brandon Miller, I think it will be a great opportunity to just have a similar performance. I mean, in the past four games, he's had around 20, he's averaged around 22 shots per game, which is insane. Uh but he's been absolutely hitting it. I mean, last two games, he's shot over 50%. Uh, even shot over 80% against Philly from three. Uh, so he can, if he can keep those type of shot attempts up, and he can still get you around nine rebounds, four assists, maybe a steal or buck, then I think you go get another similar performance, especially because it's against Charlotte. Uh, on the cheaper side of things, I like Jalen Williams at 6,700. Uh, I think the Sacramento team definitely lacks in terms of interior defense. I mean, DeWante Sabonis is, is is really great. Don't get me wrong. I love the guy. But he does lack defensively, and I think he will be occupied with a Chet Holmgren. It's where I think Jalen Williams might be able to take advantage, especially because they don't really have a back. I mean, ex- exception of Jawal McGee, I guess, uh, they don't really have a rim protector. I mean, Keegan Murray is great as well, but he's not really known for being a defender. So I think Jalen Williams will have the opportunity to attack the paint quite a lot. And then uh, I also got – I went for uh, – Two cheap options here. I got Hachimura at 4,600. Uh, of course, Anthony Davis is questionable. So that's still up to see if he's going to play or not. But I think regardless Anthony Davis plays, I think Hachimura is going to get a lot of minutes because he showed, especially in that game against Houston where no one else showed anything. <laughs> I mean, that he could actually hoop, right? So you're hoping he's kind of getting back into that late season form that he had last season with the Lakers. And at 4,600, I think it's a great price to kind of really take that uh, extra value that you could possibly get from him. And another Washington Wizard player I got is Gallinari at 3,500. Uh, he's also another player who had an absolute amazing game against uh, Charlotte. And I don't think their defense is concept is going to change. I mean, as long as he gets a good amount of minutes, I think he's going to get a good amount of points once again. He Obviously, he is a scorer. So, uh, for all we know, if he doesn't score points, it might be tough for him to get that value. But he, in the last game against the Hornets, he had four rebounds, two assists, a block, and 18 points. Uh, but then again, this is dependent on if he can get those minutes. And if he gets those minutes, I think the competition, the defense won't really be that strong. So I think he'll be able to get that type, type of value once again. Yeah, those are some pretty solid picks. Um, mm-hmm. For the spend-up, I need to go with the, well, the most consistent and healthiest player on, on Phoenix, um, KD. Um, <laughs> I want to say in the past five games, he was actually giving you about 40 PRA each game plus a couple of stocks. So for 10-2, if you can play against some cheaper options, I really do feel like that's going to be the the most solid floor you could get on today's slate, on tomorrow's slate. Uh, when you go a little bit cheaper, I'm sorry, Washington, I'm picking on you. Oh, again. my goodness. But, but hey, hey, to my defense, they have <laughs> Washington in it. And okay. that's P.J. Washington for 6-7. Um... You know, even though it seemed like they wasn't going to bring him back in the free agency, he seemed to be in the plans quite a bit. Um, I feel like he's never sitting down on the bench. Uh, I really do feel like they round out due about 40 minutes each game. Um, 
the thing that actually been killing me with him is his rebound rate just went down from last season. Um, I don't get how it's lower than 10% right now, but I really do feel like that will go up. Um, with Hayward off the floor, it might actually make him run over 40 minutes in the game. And I really do feel like he could get you a floor of about 20 and a ceiling up to about 40. So I'm actually going to plug him into a couple lineups that sit seven. And one of my plays I won't have too much exposure on. I don't know how healthy he is right now. It's another player who recently came back, and that's Tari Eason. Um, I want to say he came back against the Lakers a couple nights ago. Uh, I want to say he only got you about like 16, 20 minutes, but in that time, he almost had a double-double. Like, <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes on the floor, the dude almost gets you 10-10 in a block. Like, you, you really can't say no to that. That's just so appealing. So um, if I read anything about his minutes restriction getting, you know, all for minutes ticking up, I, I really will plug in a lot of him, especially at 3-8 on this nine-game slate. That's interesting. Well, listen, guys, Kenny's just trying to make you some good money. Unfortunately, Washington ends up being the victim here. Uh, but if you guys want to make some good money, I mean, the NBA Fantasy Pass at $6 per month is always a good option as well. I mean, you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines of the night, and you get this or access to the polls as well. I mean, these guys will win you big money, and you'll get more than just uh, Charlotte Hornets players going off against Washington, you know, like Kenny, but... You'll get much more options, of course. And you also can get the uh, all-sport uh, fantasy pass, which is basically includes the NFL and MLB, which is at $8 per month. Uh, I mean, this is incredible, great value. And if you want to win big money, I'm telling you, get the NBA fantasy pass, get the all-sport package if you really have some interest in NFL, MLB, and NBA. All right, lastly, we got the big man, the centers. All right, Kenny, how about you start off with the centers? Let, let me know. All right, um, I'm going to go back to the game I was talking about earlier with the point guards, and that's going to be my spend-up, Sabonis. I really do feel like ever since Fott's been out, he's been on triple-double watch. Um, I I really don't even know what his floor would be in this OKC matchup. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I haven't looked at the game total, but I'm going to say it's probably going to be around 140-145. And I I really do think that this game will stay close. And I do feel like this is a potential triple-double spot. So I want to say a floor of about 35, a ceiling of about 60 uh, for 9-9. I'm definitely going to take it. Then, you know, you, you would think I would say Mark Williams, but I'm actually not going to go that <laughs> route. I'm done picking on Washington. Um, but for my mid-tier pick, I didn't really like – too much for mid here, so I'm actually going to cheat a little bit to go with a power forward. And that's mm-hmm. picked up on um, DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I really do think that in this spot against Boston, I don't know what type of wacky lineups they're going to run, since it seems like they don't really like running sharp out at center. So I really do think we're going to see a lot of Finley-Smith at center minutes. So for 5-7, pretty competitive matchup, hopefully. I feel like you could get a little ceiling of about 30. 35 out of him. Then for my cheapy pick, um, going to be a little bit scared running this. Going for it, I'm going to go back to my Clippers. I'm also going to cheat a little bit and go with a power forward. I hinted out this earlier. I'm going to go with P.J. Tucker at 3-9. I really do think he's actually going to see the floor for about 
minutes in this game because I really don't think Ty Lue, Ty Lue is going to do everything possible to avoid running big in this matchup. Hey man, I like it. I like it. I was just was taking a look at PJ Tucker, but it's always tough to go for the guy who only takes like three shots per game. So, but hey, go go big or go home, right? Uh, I mean, starting off with my centers on my high spend, I mean, you hit this, you hit this spot right on. I mean, Sabonis is one of the easiest players to play in. I was actually on the pod with, uh, Harris on Tuesday, and this guy went for Sabonis, I went for DeAndre Ian, and he absolutely busted my player's ass. Uh, so I'm hoping Sabonis can have a similar performance against Chet Holmgren, uh, because Chet Holmgren is a great rim protector, but Sabonis has been in this game for a while, man. I mean, he's gonna go into post and probably do some bully ball and get to do what he wants, especially with Darren Fox out. I think you can have a lot more playmaking from Sabonis as well. And like you said, he's going to be on triple-double watch. Uh, on the mid-tier side of things, I decided to go for Kelly Olenek at 5400. Of course, Walker Kessler is out. And I think Olenek is one of those guys who you look at hey, and say, if he gets into rhythm, and man, he has a great chance to have a great night. So I think at 5400, I really like that type of price. And on the cheap side of things, I'm going on the opposite side of the Kings. I'm going for the Thunder. And I'm going for Jalen Williams at 3800. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If we saw a lineup of Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams, perhaps because Jalen Williams is much more of a bigger body and might be a better matchup for Sabonis. Doesn't mean he won't get killed, but it will mean he might get a lot more minutes and a lot more opportunity to score threes or get or get some rebounds. And at 3,800, you can't really go wrong at that price. All right, I think that wraps up a, a nine-game slate for us. I think we gave some great shout-outs for you guys. If you guys want to go for Rich, we gave you some great cheap options. Uh, well, to conclude this, you know, you guys can find me at Twitter at two nice. That'll be spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. And I hope you can hit me up and talk about how amazing my picks are in this slate. Or you can hit up Kenny and tell him how amazing he is. And where, Kenny, where can they find you? Uh, man, you can find me at Orange DFS talking about all levels of basketball. If you want to talk Caitlin Clark dropping 40 points tonight. Against Virginia Tech, or if you want to talk about the Basconia game that went into overtime, I'm down to talk about it. Uh, that's it. All right, sounds good. I hope you guys win some big money, and I'll catch you guys later. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.